You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Korea. Hey guys, this is Freddie Korea. Um, it's October 3rd, Tuesday night, close to 10 p.m. Uh, Sunday night, we had recorded like, a, I think it was over four hour four hours of a podcast that I did with my buddies, um, Roberto and Ian and, uh, my, my buddy pony and, uh, Danny that was visiting from Reno. We had a very long episode and afterwards we found out some horrible, horrible news that had happened here in my new hometown, Las Vegas for the last five years I lived out here. And, uh, Horrible news, and you already know what's what's been happening. Um, there was a, a shooter um, that shot from the Mandalay Bay down into a concert, uh, country music concert uh, festival um, across the street from the Luxor. So uh, instead of releasing the la- the other episode, I wanted to release this first to address the situation. Uh, you know, uh, I, when other attacks happen, like in Paris and, and other places, we, we feel them. You know, Orlando, the, the shooting at the gay nightclub, um, we feel for them. We, 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 you know, depending on who you, what kind of person you are, you know, we're not immune to this. And, and as much as people want to say, oh, we're just immune to it because it happens every other day, you know. Uh, you know, like the Ariana Grande uh, uh, terrorist attack at her concert, uh, all that kind of stuff. It's it's like we're seeing it more and more, and people are. Some people feel like uh, we're just numb to it, and um, <clears throat> some people might. I'm not. I have no no way of expressing myself for others, but uh, it's always painful. It's always painful to hear these kind of situations, and um, <clears throat> uh. Las Vegas is everybody's town. Everybody wants to come to Vegas. Everybody wants to come out for a weekend. It's everybody's like bucket list, you know? So this is everybody's. Um, I think maybe, maybe this is why it's more, uh, you know, I guess in the news or in everybody's minds, uh, because everybody has been here at one point or everybody has heard of Vegas. Everybody has seen a movie, that has Vegas in the show in, in it, like, uh, you know, casino. Um, I can't even think of any other movie, but it's just almost every movie. There's so many movies that something has to reference Vegas, you know, like swingers, you know, or leaving Las Vegas. Um, we all have some kind of connection to Vegas one way or, or another, whether you even used to watch, uh, the, the the Flintstones, the Flintstones, the, you know, Viva Rock Vegas. You know, there was, there's something about Las Vegas as everybody's city. Everybody's, uh, uh, has some kind of connection. It's everybody's town, you know, uh, weekly, every, every week when I'm doing a show on the strip, I'm one of my favorite things to do is ask people like in the audience who's visiting from out of town. Almost every show, there's always somebody visiting from out of, uh, I mean, not out of town. <laughs> there's always people from out of town, but like somebody visiting from out, out of the country. And there's always, you know, I want to say like 90% of the time I ask that question on a show, 
there's always people from Canada, from England, from Poland, from Australia, from China, Saudi Arabia. There's been people from everywhere. And I always tell myself, damn, I got to I got to write down a new joke about that. I don't you know, I'm doing it for crowd work, but I want to prepare myself with a joke. So when I get an answer, a response, but it's just it's always uh, there's always a response for somebody visiting from outside the country, you know, because we're, we're all connected to Las Vegas. Um, like I said, I, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable just releasing the other episode we did on Sunday. So I wanted to do this just a short podcast, maybe just expressing my thoughts on uh, what happened. And I want to share um, with you guys some links. And if you have my Facebook uh, if you have me on Facebook, uh, Freddie Korea, if you can't find me, type in Freddie Korea uh, and then Las Vegas in the search bar. You'll you'll see me. I have like a hat backwards, sunglasses, uh, a waterfall behind me. Um, and uh, I, I just posted a, a question on Facebook asking people if there's uh, any links you could post in my comments. So ways to help the victims, the families. Uh, so if you want to help, I'm going to, uh, you know, share that with everybody. And also, uh, Joe Rogan posted, um, a GoFundMe account that, uh, that's legit. You know, it's not, it's not a fake, you know, it's, it's not a fake for somebody just to try to make money. It's, uh, by Steve Sisolak, Clark County's commission chair, chair, uh, chairman from Las Vegas. So. It's a legit GoFundMe. Um, they're raising money, you know. Uh, right now, they're around $8 million. Anything you could give would help. And if you look it up, um, look, look him up. I would say type in Go, GoFundMe and type in Steve. Last name is spelled S-I-S-O-L-A-K. Uh, like he's a Clark County commis- commissioner here. So make sure... Uh, if you want to help out, that's one way. There's going to be other links also, um, so you could go to on the on the podcast. So, yeah, let's uh, let's just I'm um, just going to do a little intro music, uh, and then we'll just talk a little bit. I'll probably just talk by myself for uh, a few minutes or twenty minutes. I don't know. We'll see. Sorry if, if my voice seems down. I, I just been down. I, I haven't been able to. I mean, I've laughed here and there. I try to get distracted, but uh, personally, I don't know any of the victims. But um, it's just very heartbreaking because this is uh, one of the places we frequent a lot, right? You know, across the street of the Luxor by the Mandalay Bay. That's where when we went to EDC, that's where we got our shuttle buses. So we've been there. You know, that's where they do Amer- American Ninja Warrior. That's the same lot they do that. You know. Um. It's very sad. Me working on the strip up and down in the hotels. I know the area well. And uh, even on the next podcast, you'll, you'll, hear us, you'll hear me talk about Mandalay Bay. How you could see from across from the rooms. You could see like those red stripe airplanes that go to Area 51. We mentioned that, you know. Even at the end of the next episode, we talked about a man in, in California, and it's very interesting, this very compelling story of this man that died, and he had way more weapons than this guy. And it's crazy how we talked about that maybe an hour before the shooting happened. 
um, there was this man that supposedly he claimed he was a half alien or something in, um, in the Palisades in California. And he was found with lots of money, lots of guns. And his girlfriend said um, that he was half alien and he worked for the CIA or some kind of secret service or something. But we're talking about stuff like that. And, and we mentioned Manila Bay. We, we talked about this guy with lots of weapons. It was crazy. And then an hour, hour and a half later, we find out about this news. <clears throat> so, uh, also to pay tribute, I feel like this song just kind of fits in as, um, as Americans, as humans, uh, we can't, we can't let stuff, we can't let people terrorists, we can't let them oppress us. You know, we gotta, we can't stand down, you know, we can't back down. We gotta stay on our ground, you know? And it's hard. It's it's easy to say, and it's hard to to do. And uh, it, it's crazy how this song comes to mind every time I hear about some kind of oppressor. And it's also very sad that the the, the singer of the song passed away. Um, just a few days ago as well. Um, so here's uh, Tom Petty. Um, I won't back down, and I. I hope you could help out, help out the victims. Go to those links, guys. Thank you. sad news man uh one of the greats passed away uh i believe it was um i believe it was october 
3rd. Uh, no, no, October 2nd. Yeah, October 2nd. So um, he was rushed to the hospital and was uh, he had a cardiac arrest. And it was crazy because um, on Facebook they were posting hours after they said that he, he had passed away. He was taking off life support. Um, they were posting that, uh, no, no, he's still alive. He's on life support. So there was a lot of conflicting stories. And, and um, some people retracted it, but then eventually it did happen. Um, so I was very sad, man. But that song is such a powerful song. And I remember, I remember um, when I used to work in Reno, I, you know, before I got into podcasts, before there was really podcasts out there, I used to listen to like, I would always listen to left wing radio and, and right wing radio. Always listen to both, both sides. Never really, I've never really considered myself, um, no, well, I lie. I did. I used to consider myself a uh, Republican when I was very religious, but then I kind of fell more in the middle. So I would like to listen from both sides. And it was like the only thing to listen to on radio other than music. So, um, yeah, so I, I used to listen to this show up in Reno. It was a right-wing radio. I forgot the name of it, but um, they, that was the intro song, Tom Petty. I Won't Back Down. And, and it's a cool, it's an awesome American song, you know. Um, that's why I kind of, like, it's crazy how it all kind of falls, like, by coincidence like this. Like, when you're thinking of terrorists and people psychos that do stuff like that whether they're shooting up theaters schools you know it's like it, it it's it, it it really doesn't put fear in us and sadness you know and i'm not gonna lie i did back down on monday um so mondays i, I i'm the regular host uh, at la comedy club and I, I just told the booker I just couldn't do it. I just, my, I was mind fucked, you know. Um, I just couldn't see myself going on stage and performing. You know, at the same time, you, you, yeah, I understand people have to. People, it's time for people to laugh and everything. But I just felt it was too soon. And and um, there's some people are built for it. You know, it's it's. I remember when nine eleven happened. I remember Conan O'Brien went on stage. He did his thing on his show, and but it was a serious show. There was, you know, there's there's times to laugh, and there there's also times where you just gotta grief. You gotta go through the grief. Like I said, I don't know anybody that I know of, you know, uh, that was uh, directly like one of the victims or injured, you know. But I just felt like it's. It was just, I mean, fifty nine people dead. Over 500 people injured um, in my hometown on the strip. I backed down. <laughs> I did. I, but at the same time, I just, I think it was the right thing to do. Me personally, I, the kind of person I am, um, I'm not an edgy comic. I'm not a roaster. I, I, I bust chops with my friends here and there. Oh, well, I guess all the time, but... I'm not a roast kind of person. I, I don't like, you know, and, and I could see people in the future making jokes about this kind of stuff um, uh, or on their Facebook and, uh, you know, 
I, that's not the kind of person, that, uh, not my style of humor. But, you know, just going up on stage and, and, you know, doing my regular set, I just couldn't do it on Monday, man. I just couldn't. I stood at home. I stood home. It was my day off. I, I just stayed home and um, watched. That made me, that's probably part of the mind fuck, but I was just sitting there watching the news nonstop, just glued to the TV. Same as with 9-11, and at one point it just starts repeating itself over and over, but um, the important thing is that they do show, you know, links of ways of where people could help, which is the, the, the good thing uh, about watching the news is, uh, I mean, you're getting information out of it. And it's, it looks like a lot of it's going to be also, um, the news is going to like this. It's, it's sad to say it. It's gross to say, but for the news, this is the kind of stuff they need because this is going to get more viewers and they're going to, they're going to milk it as much as they can. I, you know, so you just got to take the good out of it. At least they're sharing, um, the information on ways you could support it. So, um, you guys, if if you haven't done so yet, if you want to help, um, go to your search bar and type in GoFundMe and type in uh, Steve Sisolak. Uh, last name is spelled S-I-S-O-L-A-K. And uh, this is the GoFundMe made by uh, a Clark County commissioner. So it's legit. Joe Rogan shared it as well. Actually, Joe Rogan's going to have a show here in Vegas soon, and he said he's going to donate all of the money <clears throat> uh, that he makes from the show. Um, he's going to donate it to the to the victim. So, uh, I wanted to share with you guys a video. Um, I'm I'm not something that's just trippy, and uh, it's one of those things where I saw it. Through a friend, actually, Traz Mala, who's been on the podcast, Trevor, um, he shared this on Facebook, and, and nobody is talking about this. This is something weird. I'm not. I'm not here to try to talk about conspiracies. Like, oh, there was a shooter on the fourth floor. I mean, I've seen the videos, and um, I'm not trying to spread a conspiracy. But this one really bugs me, and I don't know what happened to this girl that talked about this, but she, she, there's a girl that was interviewed, you know, maybe an hour after or, or minutes before. I mean, after the shooting happened, she was in a concert and she claims that there was a woman telling everybody that they were going to get shot and everybody's going to get, get killed. And, and then, um, I guess police escorted her out of the concert and minutes later, the shooting started. Like, how did this lady know? And, and where is this lady? You know, I'm not trying to spread a conspiracy. I'm just trying to become aware of why, like what we also got to ask questions. We can't just be sheep. You know, if you want to make a conspiracy, that's up to you. Um, did I see the videos about uh, the fourth floor shootings? I saw several videos uh, that appear of a flash but that could be explained. Uh, some people I've seen some people talk about it, that it's possible. It could be a strobe light inside of a room. I mean, I don't know, maybe I have a strobe light. I think that's very possible. Um, now people that say, well, those windows, you can't open them. I've worked in Mandalay Bay and I've worked in, um, a lot of these hotels and I've seen windows that open all the way. Uh, and they're usually just for employees like uh, window washers. Like if you're in the third floor and there's a video out there about that too. 
Um, if you're in the third floor, the lower floors, uh, a lot of the window washers, they're not just going to, like, if they're cleaning their way down, they're not going to go all the way up. I mean, this, it's just like a starting point and an ending point. Um, so they go in through those, and, and uh, yeah, there's ways to open the windows. Um, you can't just roll out things, but I do like to question things. And this video right here is just a little weird, a little strange. At first, I was I thought she was talking about that lady, Mary Lou Danley. Apparently, she's the suspect's um, uh, girlfriend or, yeah, partner. And I thought maybe maybe she was trying to warn people. Um, and <clears throat> I wasn't sure who she was talking about. So I, I posted it immediately and you could tell this is, um, this is on my timeline too. I posted it. Um, um, you could tell this was immediately after the shooting. It, I, I saw it on, um, this link says it was news channel three, which is NBC out here in Vegas. On the heading, it says two dead, 24 injured, one suspect down. So this is immediately after the suspect was found dead because he shot himself. But at this point, we didn't know how many people were, were, were killed. It, you know, so far, the news was only reporting two people. When I found out about it, me and my buddy Ian, my roommate, Pony, we were uh, hanging out in my backyard, just talking after the podcast. And uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm texting uh, Roberto right now. I'm going to get him on the show right now. Um, uh, we're just talking. And then my buddy, Danny Falcon, who was on the podcast on the next episode, um, him and his girl, Gabby, were, you know, they're visiting from Reno. They were going to go to the strip to New York, New York. This is around 9, 8.30, 9 p.m. when we finished the podcast. And they wanted to go out there because, you know, they came to visit, but they didn't have a chance to go to the strip. So they were going to do that. And um, one thing led to another where they ended up just kicking it here. And they ended up not going to the strip. And then they left my house like around 10.30. They leave. And then I get a call from Danny. Um, and this is trippy. I, I've been talking about this for a while. Um, I see the, I see the numbers 11, 11 or one 11. I see a lot of ones. I don't know what it means. A lot of people have an explanation for it. Uh, make a wish or, uh, angels are watching you. I don't know what the hell everybody has their own theory. I'm very skeptic, but I, one thing I know for sure, I see 11, 11, a lot, a lot. Okay. Um, I get a call at 11, 11 by my, my friend, Danny. And, uh, and he, he, he tells us that, uh, 40 people ha are dead and, uh, a lot, there's been a shooting on the strip and there's multiple shooters. This is the first news I get. And it's from a phone call from Danny. And I look at the phone, I'm like, holy shit, it's 11, 11. What the fuck? You know? So, I'm thinking, I, I just can't believe it. So immediately me, Ian, my, my, my roommate pony, we all get on uh, Facebook or go to CNN, Fox, whatever. 
and we start seeing everything and we're like what the fuck is happening we're just like it, it we're we're just like i i started crying like not not like sobbing in front of them you know but my heart was hurting like my soul you know my feelings like wow that just hurts me it's innocent people that are, are being you know targeted like for nothing for no reason at all so what happened well you know at first you know they're saying only two people are dead so i'm like oh maybe with the rumors my, my buddy danny uh he got the wrong information he found out at a gas station the clerk told him where did the clerk get that it was over 40 people dead i don't know but on the news officially they were just saying it was two and then it turns out later on, you know, we keep watching the news, keep watching, eventually fall asleep, wake up the next morning, and then find out it's 59. I'm like, holy shit. Um, before I call Roberto, I want to show you this video, though. Um, this is pretty trippy. So this is the, the uh, maybe, maybe you could search it under um, Lady Warren's crowd before shooting. Maybe that might be a I don't know how to search it because... Um, I shared it and it was on Facebook, so there's no title on it. So, but I'm pretty sure you could find it. Here it is. All right. Tell me about that experience. Yeah. So there was a lady who pushed her way forward into the concert venue into the first row, and she started messing with another lady and told us that we we're all gonna die. Do you know why she was saying that? I mean, was this after the shots were fired? Or? It was about 45 minutes before the shots were actually fired, but then she was escorted out by security. How does that make you feel? I mean, it makes me feel uncomfortable, especially coming here for my 21st birthday, not knowing if I'm safe, not even knowing if I'm safe going home tomorrow on an airplane. So it's very sad. Um, the, this young girl, 21st birthday, um, coming to Vegas and uh, going to this uh, country music festival. And, um, you know, can you imagine this, like she saw this lady warning the crowd. It's insane. And then the shooting happens and 21st birthday. This is, this is her birthday guys. This is what she's going to remember. Whether she knew people that passed away in that concert or, um, luckily maybe she served her friend survived too, but, uh, this is going to be there. It's like, we're all going to remember this, like a nine 11. Where were you when you found out that kind of thing? Hey guys. So, um, <clears throat> I took a little break, um, just to set up with Roberto. He's going to jump on here, <clears throat> but, uh, they also gave me a link. Uh, I want to say thank you to Veronica, Annie Ortiz, uh, rx uh felix finch also known as cisco or frisco i think chris grindhouse everybody that's commenting on my uh question on facebook i asked if you could post a link uh let's see cnn there's a cnn link right here let me click on it it says how to help las vegas in the shooting so i'm gonna give you guys this link there's um a link within the link right here is called publicgood.com survivors of Las Vegas mass shooting. So if you type in survivors of Las Vegas mass shooting, 
public good, you should be able to find this link. If not, I'm still going to post a link for you. So there's a National Center for Victims of Crime um, and the UMC University Medical Center. By the way, on the, la- on the next episode, the, the episode I'm talking about that we recorded the night of the shooting, uh, I had Jason Harris, a comic out here in Vegas who I've had on the, show, on the podcast before, and he was promoting a new show that was coming out on Monday. October 2nd and uh, it just wanted the reason I bring him up is because uh, he's been doing one hell of a job helping out the victims uh, he's been giving a lot of his time to help people out so you'll hear him on the next episode but he's been helping a lot as well so all right so I'm gonna give it a shot see if I could get a hold of Roberto he said he's available so we could uh, discuss this a little bit let's see I should call him and uh, get him on there. Oh, wait, he answered. Hello? Hey, what's up, Berto? What's up, faggot? Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. How you, uh, are you connected to Wi-Fi? Yeah, are you home? Yeah, yeah, I'm home. I'm just recording right now. Um, sorry, I got you on the on the podcast right now. We're on the podcast. I'm the I'm the co-host on the phone podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on, man? Hey, brother. So, um, I <clears throat> I was saying uh to the listeners, uh, I, I'm doing this. Uh, I was gonna, it was just going to be a solo podcast, but I wanted to release another episode before the next episode that we recorded on Sunday night. Because I, I feel like oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I feel like I just had to address what happened. You know, I can't just pretend nothing happened. On something, uh, yeah, of course, yeah, something crazy like this, man. Um, I was telling the listeners that we were we had a, a really fun podcast, which I'm going to release. But um, like I said, I wanted to address this first. We did, I don't know, like four hours, like long podcast, like we usually do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you go home. Uh, my buddy Danny, he, him and Gabby, we're going to go to the strip, wow. like around around nine p.m. or so. They ended up hanging out here. They ended up you know staying here and not going to the strip then they went home to prepare to leave to reno the next day and then i get a call from my buddy danny around 10 30 no 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 i 11 11 dude i've been seeing this fucking number everywhere oh, yeah, 11 11 man that's that creepy stuff yeah dude i get i get a call from him telling me and he's like yeah a bunch of people got shot and, and I, I was like no this can't be and we all get on our phones and yeah, dude, it was crazy. Um, it happened in Mandalay Bay, a shooter, a guy that had a bunch of guns. And what I was telling the listeners earlier before I got you on is that on that episode, towards the end, we were talking about a lot of conspiracies and UFOs and all this crazy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, one of them was we talked about that 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 random guy that claimed to be half alien in, in the Palisades in Cali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, di- who died with a bunch of money stored and in, in way more guns than this guy. You know, absolutely, yeah. It's crazy, huh? Like somehow, somehow, like how there's like some kind of weird, it's like a synchronicity to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we, I even mentioned Mandalay Bay when we were talking about the red stripe airplanes. I'm like, Uh-oh. 
God, that's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Do you remember that? And and that was the same view where you could see the red stripe airplanes from uh, across yeah. the way. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. That's creepy, man. Yeah, it is. It's it's fucking creepy, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, of course, you know. I when I found out, I was literally we wrapped up the podcast, and um, I was on my way home, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, I just went to go get a grab uh, a bite to eat, and we we're coming back. I was coming back home with with my wife. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You went to go get a bite to eat. Then you, I gave you a burrito from my house. I ate it the next day, fucker. <laughs> Resourceful as fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, Roberto, I got an extra Roberto's burrito. And I remember you put it in your back pocket. I was like, wow, you put it in his pocket. Okay. I didn't sit on it, luckily. I got in the car. I almost sat on it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So you saved that and then got some more food? Yeah, because my wife wanted to go eat somewhere. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Oh, that's cool. And then how'd you find out? Um, I think I think it was not only, of course, it was on the news, but I think Luis told me about it. And uh, from... Luis, I think, how, how would it go? Luis was in the bathroom. Yeah, Luis was taking a shit in the bathroom because we went to go get a get some pizza by my house. Yeah. And he screamed from the bathroom while taking a shit. There was a shooting. And I was like, what? So we turn on the news and like it's everywhere at that point, and we couldn't fucking believe it. Like, no, like it was surreal. Like, like what? Yeah, like, this isn't happening, right? And then the news kept going on, and all the videos started coming out, and I was like, oh, my God, this is some crazy shit. Yeah. And I literally remember thinking, like, dude, didn't we just talk about some crazy dude like that? Like, I remember saying that out loud. Yeah, like, a guy with a lot of money. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. So... It sucks. I mean, it's a it's a shitty thing, but it definitely creeped me out how everything like, you know, was like that because uh, it happened. It happened that night, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, it happened uh, less than two hours afterwards. I mean, we finished the podcast yeah. around. I yeah, I stayed up. I stayed up till like two in the morning watching the news. Yeah. I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah. I just had to like see what was happening, see what's going on. I called my uh, my friend who's a police officer, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm already on my way there." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, cause <laughs> hey, I can't I can't hear you. There's a lot of noise on the microphone. What were you saying? Can you hear me? Oh no, I'm saying that you know I hit my cop friend. Uh huh. I let him know that that. Uh, I was worried about him or whatever, and I just told him, keep me posted. Let me know if anything happens. And he kind of just gave us updates along the way. But Are you rolling around in sheets? It sounds like you're, the microphone is just rubbing all kinds of fucking texture. Is this good? Yeah, that's good. I don't know. I had it on my belly. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you're rubbing the microphone up and down your shirt. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was rubbing it, that's for sure. <laughs> so you checked on your on your on your buddy, and uh, was he on the scene? Yeah. So pretty much, uh, from what he told me, is like any active cop, and some that were even off, like people that just volunteered to just step into it. But he pretty much went straight to the strip, 
And uh, he was there. He was at, like, what he calls, you know, ground zero. Like, he was at that place after, of course, the shooting happened. But um, he told me it was horrible. Like, the carnage, all the people. Like, he said it was really, really bad. And at that time, the news was reporting that it was only two people. Yeah. Uh, dead. So, like, we all heard, like, oh, man, you know, that's horrible. But at least, you know, it, it, nowadays you get so desensitized that, like, when they say two people were killed, you're like, whew. You know what I mean? Right. But then, like, about, like, 1, one thirty in the morning, uh, the sheriff came on. And, like, when he dropped the number, everybody just, like, was, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. uh initially um um danny had told me that it, it was uh way more people that had been shot and and then and then i saw on the news it said only two people so i'm like oh no someone just somebody fucked up somebody you know one yeah. one person tells another person it turns into a bunch of numbers yeah 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 and and then in the morning when i find out it's 59 i'm like oh my god it was true it's just that it would you know they can't make it official unless it's for sure for sure you know yeah they got like an official source and i was just like stunned i was like jesus man like this is this is like trying you actually feel the tragedy of it especially since it's here like there's one it's this one thing where you watch it happen like somewhere else and you're like that's horrible man that's tragic but when it happens like where you live it's almost like the air around you is full of it you know what i mean like even the next day it was just such a weird sad day you know and i mean now it's like constant and non-stop you know on news on facebook and all the information that's coming out I've pretty much come to a point with it to where I'm like reserving judgment on everything till all the information is out. Yeah. Because like right now at this point, there still is a lot of things that still need to be uncovered. I mean, we don't know the full facts. Right. Right. I mean, we know what happened. We know who did it. We don't, you know, as far as the news and the police are concerned, we have no motive. We have no, no anything other than that. So I just felt like I'd rather wait till at some point we have the full you know detailed explanation from the police of everything and personally i like i was really bummed out because to think about it this way i went uh, in fact Luis and i we went to that exact spot for a slipknot concert yeah so in my mind i'm like i know exactly where that is you've I been there exactly where those people got shot and i think like damn dude you know yeah the terror of it i've been there and imagine being surrounded by like that's horrible yeah oh. dude i mean um i i did a show on the top floor of mandalay bay not too long ago with the host of ninja american ninja warrior and that's oh. where they do it they do it right there in that same um land right there damn and uh, i remember looking down and the stage was down there you could see it from the balcony of this um really nice club up there and and you could see uh, the, you know, now known as the Ground Zero, um, our Ground Zero. Uh, you could see the the, the uh, American Ninja were the stage, and and you know the the, the I was gonna say booby traps. <laughs> what are, what I was about it? to say, like, hold on, American Ninja War. Were you doing some like crazy shit? What's 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 up? With no, that? no. The 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 host of American Ninja War. He's a comic. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gabe Lopez booked me to. Um, to host a show and 
and he I, was the headliner. Very funny comic too. I had no idea he was a comic until that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening right now, I was like, really? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I remember looking down after the show, and I'm like, oh wow, this is such a beautiful like you could see it there, you know. Um, and uh, we went to. Um, uh, EDC two years in a row and we got the shuttle shuttle buses um, <clears throat> that took us to to the venue at, at the um, I, I'm, I'm at a loss of words uh, what is it called the venue over there where are they oh the the speedway yeah okay yeah yeah so our shuttle buses were right there where the shooting happened that 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 was the location that big parking lot and that's we all lined up right there to get our get on the shuttle buses to go to edc you know damn man that's the thing too is just the, the perspective of it for us as locals is it's crazy because we've all at some point or another been there you know matt eisman is his name uh, uh the the host of american ninja warrior I oh was, okay nice but yeah it's it's like we hear about this kind of stuff all the time and a lot of people become numb to it but it's so sad like i i it saddens me, dude. Like when the uh, Ariana Grande stuff happened, you know, you kind of like because when she, when she licked that donut. You mean? <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, uh, I remember that video too. But yeah, dude, like that kind of stuff, it, it, it desensitizes a lot of people. But what I was saying in the intro of this podcast is that, um, Jesus, someone's calling me. Um, there we go. So it, it, the thing about Vegas, um, is that everybody in a way has a connection to Vegas, whether you, you've been to Vegas or you, even if you've never been to Vegas, you've seen a movie that has Vegas in it, you know? Yeah. It, like I was telling you the other day, um, was it you? I think it was actually Lisa. I was saying like Vegas is becoming, you know, like even more of a city now. Like we're starting to bump shoulders with, with LA, you know, big ass cities to where now it's like we're a hot spot. You know what I mean? And yeah, fortunately, like everyone knows about Vegas. Like who doesn't? Right. And I know ISIS has been putting uh, Vegas on on, on their um, threats. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's come up several times, and now ISIS is trying to like take credit for it somehow, which yeah. is you know, like like <laughs> those fuck faces. Like the thing about. And I even have a joke about it in my set how petty they are because they're always taking credit for everything. But it's like, of course they take credit for it. They want pe- just the fact that they do that. It spreads their name to other assholes that you know, yeah. Like, so it's it sucks. I mean, yeah, Vegas is at that point now where it's like even ISIS is like, oh, check it out, Las Vegas looks good. You know what I mean? Like we don't right. We don't need that shit. Right. If, if anything, I think this is going to be a wake-up call. And I hate to say this because people don't like, you know, already the, the checks, you know, the security checks in the airport and all that. But, dude, um, I've, I work all over the hotels. And I've seen where when there's a threat, you know, when the cops got shot a couple years ago at, at the CC's Pizza, you know, they got shot in cold blood. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of a sudden, uh, the hotels they they vamp up their security at the elevators. You know, they they check to make sure you have a hotel key. Um, and yeah. I've I've personally yeah. I've always liked that. You know, it's one of those things because uh, not long ago I went to I think it was Sunset Stage and we did a little staycation, mm-hmm. and 
like before it used to be to where like if you want to get on the elevator you just take the elevator right that was like years ago now it's like yeah. you need to have a key to get anywhere yeah especially, especially if it's anything related to guests you have to have your key just to get in right and at first i was like what like i thought but it made sense it's like yeah they don't want you know strangers or nobodies getting in but right unfortunately even that didn't do the trick right it's it's one of those things where yeah i mean it's gonna change vegas forever yeah there's there's doubt about that it's people are wondering how could he take so many guns out there it's come on man it's super easy super easy when you think about it you know can't put guns inside of luggage yeah i I remember when we used to come to vegas i've said this on the podcast before we used to empty our luggage luggages and and go to take a trip to walmart and bring a bunch of booze through our luggages thinking that's so all the locals do that you rent a suite and everybody just brings a ton of, of alcohol yeah that's super common so yeah people when they say that it's like no it's it's not hard at all you just right. put it in a bag and you're good to go but so now i think i think it's very important to do that i mean dude if you think about it okay just think about this and people they're going to be like no you're taking a freedom no i i'm all for checking people with security because if i'm staying in a hotel i don't want a motherfucker sneaking in a bomb you know how much like an airplane you could kill like okay an airplane 300 people blow up the airplane why aren't we doing that in hotels when there's thousands and thousands of people staying in a, in a, in a building i think really what it comes down to is that in, in all things people react after things happen right right only reason people are questioning that now is um is simply because it happened right it's never happened before no one had any real re it's like uh, the person that let's say you know every day they drive without their seatbelt right one day they get in an accident they get hurt they're like fuck i should have had my seatbelt on right yeah it's one of those things where they realize oh that's why we need that that's why they do that at the airports granted everyone hates it everyone's annoyed by it everyone can't stand it because 99.9 percent of the people aren't a crazy piece of shit right so it annoys everyone and they feel like fuck you know you're for the cost of free you know freedom when there's more security there's less freedom right that's the old saying it's like people then feel like fuck i'm being ostracized i'm being checked i'm being treated like a criminal for no reason because one asshole right decided to fuck up but there's a reason there are signs that say floor is slippery when wet right because dumb fucks can't look at the floor and go oh it's wet you know what i mean right right so it really does suck i really do feel like it's going to change security as far as hotels are concerned i mean as if they don't have a ton of security already but just a way to get a hotel room or i just everything's going to change as far as the hotels are concerned yeah and just the fact, one of my, my, my friends, um, uh, uh, he doesn't like to be involved in podcasts, but um, so I won't mention his name, but he said just the fact that the shooter was a white guy is a huge relief. For, and I think for a lot of people, because, <laughs> yeah, and it sounds fucked up, right? It sounds very fucked up. But, Everyone's like, with their fi- all the different races were watching with their fingers crossed, like, please don't, right. be, please don't be Asian, please don't be Hispanic. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, and you've hear, you've heard comics do jokes about that. Like, you know, and, and um, but it really is true because if this would have been a Muslim, like a real ISIS thing, mm-hmm. 
this could fuck us up hard. It could really fuck us up like in Vegas. And, and I know now they're going to have ideas. That's why I think security does have to get ramped up. It has to, man. Yeah. I mean, let's face the reality of it. Like, um, the reason people even stereotype, right, is because stereotypes have existed in one way or another. And if you look at, like, a terrorist act, right, let's say um, X thing happens and the guy's Muslim and he proclaimed to be a member of ISIS and he converted or immediately people want to call that racism. But the facts are, like, yeah, the dude teamed up with ISIS. What did you think was going to happen? ISIS isn't fucking Jehovah's Witness knocking at your door, like. They do. They have a different right. way of showing up for your house. You know what I mean? So, right. I guess in this case, the, the fact that he was white in that in that context that you're putting it, yeah, everyone's like, whoo, but yeah. it kind of blows anyway you cut this, right? It's a right. shitty, shitty, shitty situation. Yeah. Now, see, I was like super bummed by it, but like it, it was really inspiring to see how everyone in Las Vegas reacted, right? Right. Everyone got together. Everyone's pitching in. Everyone's helping everyone. Everyone's going out of their way to to step up. Right, right. It, it is uh, that part. It, it reminds me of nine eleven. How you see the the goodness of people come out, which is beautiful, you know. And it yeah. sucks that that yeah. It, sometimes it takes things like this for 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 that to come out. But um, if someone was. Back to, to bitching with each other on Facebook and causing drama. Yeah, I know, but but maybe some of us could hang on to the goodness of it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and start helping out throughout. You know, maybe you take a day off and, and help out the the homeless community. You know, like do something at the mission, or I don't know. Um, maybe some of us in our hometowns could really take good stuff out of this. But um, um, one of the things I, uh from the from the photos. Which um, I, I don't recommend anybody sharing these fucking photos on Facebook, but of course people do. And yeah. I, I saw some of them and um, I saw, the, you know, the room where the guy was found and everything with all these guns laying around. But you see that he left a note on on um, on a table. He left a note like a death or a suicide note. Oh, and he did? yeah. Yeah. If you zoom in, you can see on, on the uh, uh, there's a little, you know maybe a little f five inch by three inch, like little notepad, the kind of little notes you have in the side uh, on the, on the stand and nightstand, oh, you know? Wow. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> so we're going to find out more and more as, as time passes. And, um, as far as ISIS is involved, I was thinking just, you, you know, when you start pondering on things, yeah, this guy was really wealthy. And let's just say he had like a tumor, like some people are saying that, like his brother said, uh, I want to, I hope he has a tumor. He has a reason because otherwise, how the fuck are we going to know what really happened, you know? But let's just say this guy had like a death illness, you know, something, uh, 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 something serious, some kind of illness where he was going to die. Obviously, he had mental issues. Of course. Yeah. No um, one wakes up. Let me go murder a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. The only way I could think of like. What if, like, uh, he made some kind of, like, ISIS made some kind of deal with him and gave him a bunch of money or something, and he, he's like, fuck it, I have nothing to lose, and, you know, that could be the only connection I could think of. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's not out of the realm of reality right now, especially with the things that have happened before and the things we've experienced. One of the things that I saw on the news, like, straight up Anderson Cooper said on CNN, was that ISIS was claiming that he converted to Islam, and that's how they, you know got in contact with him and set him up to do what he did. Yeah. 
Is it true? No one knows, but that's what ISIS said. And because it's ISIS, people have to take their word for it, right? They've kind of built the reputation of, of doing shitty things. So in this case, I mean, it's possible, dude. Right now, everyone's pretty much just speculating. Everyone's pretty much trying to figure out what happened, why. The biggest question right now is why did he do it? Because right. the biggest question at first is like, who did it? And it's weird because to me personally, it's like so many things don't add up in the in the context of like motive. You know, like we know like that's one of the things that people want is closure. Like, why did he do it? Hey, pause. You're making noise again on the mic. Me? Yeah. Do you oh, have a headset? I can get one. Hold on. Let me go get my headset. Yeah, it's like the whole motive thing. That's yeah. what everybody wonders, you know? Well, I mean, are we still recording or no? Yeah, yeah, we're still recording. Oh, okay, my bad. Let me just get... Yeah, I just need to get my headset. For sure. Or not fucking bang your hand against the mic or something. Whatever you're doing. Well, let me let me go to my studio and just set it up. To, is this better? Yeah. All right. Let me see. Get closer to the mic. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you really good. Okay. Yeah. I think it was a little like feedback from the bed for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, no, it just it just sounded like you were like something was hitting the microphone on the on the on the phone. Right, right, right. So yeah, like as far as um now you sound far away from the phone. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is spontaneous to the listeners. It's all good. Is that good? I'm, I have it really close to my mouth. Yeah, no, this is good. There we go. I had to do a dick-sucking move. Okay. Or you don't have to be too close. I mean, you sounded great before it started banging on stuff. Was it on your stomach again? No, I had it on the bed. I think, like, I moved and it just rubbed. It's all good. Oh, okay. You sound good, so, though. As far as a context of motive, like, right now, everybody's speculating. Everybody's pointing fingers at this group, that group. I mean, even to the point where um, people are saying, oh, this guy was all right. This guy was uh, all left. He was Antifa. This guy was this. It was that. Like, the reason I don't, like, make before, I used to kind of be, you know, itchy on the trigger finger. I mean, that's... Now you sound really good. Before, I was very, like, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, I got to make an opinion for dumb reason right but now it's like i'd rather find out everything before i even make a judgment call. right so, right right uh, stranger things have happened historically speaking like in the context of now everyone kind of wants an answer quickly so they can just get over it but historically speaking like people have done crazy shit for x reasons and you know people want to call it conspiracies that's fine right uh, any everything's really conspiracy until it's proven true right then it's no longer conspiracy so sure i out of you know personally like i feel it's too soon to really start throwing crazy conspiracies there's no problem i'm, I'm the kind of person that you have the right to say whatever the fuck you want to say and that's fine i don't i don't give a fuck um go for it you know if that's what you feel but also feel like a lot of times people take it too far right. you know what i mean right 
And then they start arguing and they start bickering and fighting with each other. And then that really leads nowhere. Like, I'd rather people would just... If they have a, a conspiracy theory, that's... Who well, cares? That's, like, that's the thing that's popping up everywhere now. Like, immediately, a day after, oh, literally. Yeah. And I'll be honest, even I was at some point almost like... I couldn't believe, right? Because here's the thing. I personally, like, I worked at a gun store. I helped manage a gun store. I know the ins and outs of all the laws. I've had to go... Every year that I work there, you have to go to the ATF meeting when they come to town because you have to sit there at the ATF meeting with members of the ATF, go over the complete guidebook of all the laws. You know, it's it's not, you know, it's very detailed and you have to be very uh, poignant and know what you're doing because you're dealing with firearms, right? And the thing about it is, like, I couldn't, when I saw the videos, I was like, that's fully automatic if I've ever heard one, and I have. And I'm like, there's no way, like, you could do that, like, naturally. Just putting, like, there's no way. Like, how did he get, that's, that was my first question. Like, how did you get fully automatics? What did he do? But the problem is, like, people that don't know immediately start not only mixing their conspiracy theories, but then they start putting in their politics, and it's just this big mess on social media. Well, immediately it just turned into politics too yeah that's another thing of uh, yeah one thing is having a conspiracy and then the next thing people are like immediately it turns into politics absolutely and it you know i get it but i found it really gross like there was the what you know when hillary like those, those tweets like the it was so gross because she's like let's not make this about politics and in the same breath makes it about politics and I mm. found it so gross because the time she did it, they were still pulling bodies from there. She didn't even wait. Like, she was just right on the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't care if you have X political view and you want to make it. You have every right to do it. But I was like, you know what, man? Like, this one, you know, we should kind of hold off a little and let this one kind of breathe. You know, it's it's a fucked up situation. A lot of people are hurt. And I'd rather wait before getting into fucking another political argument on Facebook sure. as if we don't have enough of it right now. So it, I don't mind talking about it, to be honest with you. Like, I, I enjoy it, especially with you or our friends. But, like, in general, on Facebook, yeah. it's a clusterfuck right now. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it is. That's why I haven't even jumped in about um, any of that. I just uh, I wanted to share, you know, uh n- the, the the links where people could help and all that and yeah that, that was what I pretty much said it's like uh, I think I was on Facebook like Kyle Anderson posted something about people talking about a second shooter and there's no evidence for it I simply stated that, that you know it's really coming from all these videos that are saying it's that it doesn't mean it's the truth I'm just pointing out why people believe that right 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 you know when there's a an, the reasons uh, speculation and conspiracies even start in situations because there's not enough information to begin with. Right. When there's a a vacuum, it's going to be filled. Right. Right. People are going to like immediately try to fill that space, and that's pretty much what what happens. And, and people and, want answers, and they feel like there's holes in the in the whole story. They they just can't believe that it's some crazy guy that um you know he had mental disorder. They they want to believe there's more to it. You know, yeah. and, and I understand the feeling. 
I, I felt that before. I felt that when the Batman, uh, the movie theater shoot, I'm like, how could this guy? No, no, there's got to be more to it. You know, he could have been a Manchurian candidate. Or you want to believe a conspiracy? You know? Of course. And then what's crazy is like a lot of times, like I said, the reason history is so important, you'll find that some of those conspiracies were true. You'll find stuff that's like, oh my God, that was real. Yeah. So and one thing that I think even Joe Rogan has mentioned before on his podcast, he talks about like, you know, people that are uh, on SSRIs, you know, like uh, medication for depression and stuff like that. How a large quantity of these, these mass shooters were on those medications. Now, you know, correlation isn't causation, but it's like definitely something worth looking into, you know. At this point, we don't know that about the guy. We don't even know if he was on anything. We do know that, you know, that turd face had, like, a crazy bank robber dad. Yeah. So, who knows how that played into his childhood, but... His brother seems crazy as well. <laughs> what? His brother, he's been on some interviews. Uh, he lives in Florida. His brother... His, you know, his brother just seemed like he couldn't wrap his head around it. He he almost looked like a fish that found out he could talk. Like, what the... What? What? what were yeah. They, yeah. You know, like, he couldn't believe it. Like, it was trying to show a blind person colors for the first time. Like, he just couldn't wrap his head around it. Yeah. He really couldn't. And I, it kind of, to me, it felt sincere. You know what I mean? Like, the way he, he acted, it really felt like yeah. he was blown away. Like, what? At one point, he was, like, rambling and all that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably pretty stressful. He was he saying, I, he, I hope he, they find a, tr- a tumor in him or something, or else we're all screwed. And I kind of get what he's saying. Like, you, you don't know who's going to fucking fucking do the next thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least you want some closure, some motive. That's, I think, what everyone is clamoring for, dude. I think everyone's yeah. really begging for uh, for some kind of clue. Like, they need an explicit reason to point it at. Right. Because they can't think that, oh, you know, we're living in this world and, like, a random anomaly happens where violence breaks out. But to be very honest with you, dude, um, a lot of that comes from the fact that we live so well in this country as a whole, right? I'm not saying it's perfect for everyone, but the rest of the world is really shitty. And, like, to them, like, oh, yeah, people dying, whatever. But to us, we have it so well. You know, we live such peaceful lives. We live very fortunate lives here that when this kind of stuff happens, it's like it's ground shaking for them. Like mm-hmm. they can't wrap their heads around it because it is. It doesn't make sense like at all. Yeah. Now, um, one thing that uh, uh, our buddy uh, comedian Kyle Anderson has been sharing about, yeah, like a second shooter. At first, they were mentioning, oh, there's several active shooters. That was like they even. Um, there's videos of other people saying that they heard gunshots at the Aria, you know, at the Cosmo. And, you know, obviously it could have been coming from there, even though it was pretty far away. But um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of videos of people escaping. And um, I, I do believe that there's some things we don't know for sure. Now, the videos of people posting that there's these flashes on the second, third floor, or you, if you just type in fourth floor on YouTube, it'll finish it for you and oh, say Mandalay Bay. And you'll, oh, like, yeah, you'll see videos. You'll see several videos of um, people that recorded um, this like um, light, this flashing light that doesn't match the sound, obviously, because sound travels at seven hundred and something miles an hour. So you oh, see the light cool. first. What oh, fuck? <laughs> hey, bro, I, I've seen uh, a couple videos, Bill Nye. You know, <laughs> but yeah, um, 
I saw the video. Like I saw it. Like, um, and it's true. I've I've been, um, you know, out at ranges plenty. You know, I I'm a big, uh, not you know. I do go out and shoot. I own guns. I, I've been around them. I've worked in the industry. I know what it's like. And it is true. Like at, at distance, like you won't, you don't even hear the shot till later. So yeah, a lot of people kind of attached themselves to that and said, "See," but at this point, I think it's been kind of proven. Like, oh no, there's no blown out window. There's yeah. And, and there's a video too that also light before the shooting. So. Yeah, you see the flash. It looks like a strobe light, like some kind of strobe light, and that's before the shooting. And you know, this is like, you know, I don't know how long it was before, but you, you don't hear no gunshots when that flash on the third, fourth floor. It could easily be a strobe light. I've taken strobe lights to parties before. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy that brings a strobe light. <laughs> you strober, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's very easy to fall into to the trap of looking for for you know ex conspiracy and I mean at this point I'm I'm so you know the way I look at it is honestly like yeah no meaning I want to make sure that all the info's out there before I make a judgment I'm not saying this dude was a spook or a CIA agent or like an Alex Jones conspiracy. But I also don't, I'm very, like, personally distrustful of the media because they fuck up so much. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, even in the beginning, it's usually the fuck-ups come from a lack of information. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, like, I'd rather wait till everything's been said and then you can kind of right. start, you can kind of start fact-checking on your own. For sure. But you do got to question stuff. I, I one, you know, like the part you mentioned about, you know, uh, there's no broke other broken windows and all that's easily, I mean, me working in hotels, I've seen big windows opened up before and, and they're, they, they ha they do have big windows that open up for people that, you know, the guys that clean the windows because, uh, on their way down, whether they're on their way down or on their way up, however, so that they work, I'm pretty sure it's, um, they work the way from, uh, that would be something interesting. I'm just talking about out of my ass, but uh, do they work their, themselves from up down or down up, you know, but I do know I've seen it where the window has been a big giant window, the size of a fucking wall has been open and you see, wow. you see the wires, the cables for the stuff. So can you open windows? Yes, you can. Of course, it's not going to be a fucking hotel room, you know, a guest window. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there's also vents. If you look at Emanuele Bay, there is vents. That's the thing. Like, I like to question everything. I don't. I don't like to have like, oh, no, for sure, it's a conspiracy. I'm not saying that either. No, yeah, not, not whatsoever. And one of the things I don't like is like the moment you question anything, people then want to label you or they want to say, oh, you have no respect. Yeah, for sure. That's not the case. Like, no, you no. know, the, the ability to question things is a good thing because you're also trying to find. Uh, and a, a rational way of explaining something irrational. Right. That's what it is. It's not you being a dick or you being like a crazy conspiracy nut. It's just you're trying to to find yeah. out the same and everybody else is. And, um, you know, you might have different perspective or views or information available to you. So, like I said, it's so soon. Me, personally, like one of the things that, that caught me was like when I watched the videos was just how 
fast, you know. It, it was it was absolutely a fully automatic gun. Um, and then now they're finding, of course, that the guy used um, bump stocks, which are basically like an attachment you put to the rifle that simulates having a full automatic by basically like when you shoot, there's recoil, right? Yeah. What that does is when that recoil happens, it pushes the gun back. So all you do is kind of float your trigger finger and it, you're still technically pulling the trigger once, but that helps you pull it really fast. If that makes any sense. Oh, I see. Yeah. They found all of that there. And like now it's, you know, it's turned to like a crazy gun debate, but the thing that kind of caught me is like, I've seen those firsthand. Like I've been to ranges with people that have those. It's not like the thing is uh, an illegal item. It's not like the thing, um, you know, the thing is the ATF, when they mandate and make laws, the gun industry is very good at trying to find ways to play the law. Right. The, the gun industry is always trying to find a way to work within the laws the ATF makes. So in that case, when they made the bump stock, since fully automatics are illegal, that basically kind of jumps over that law, but it's not something that instantly makes it automatic. Mm-hmm. Meaning the ATF would have made it illegal if that was the case. Um, and the way that guy was shooting, man, it was just like complete, just like suppression, just just unloading everything he had. And to me, that's like a full, that's like a fully automatic. So we'll wait to, I, I personally am like, you know, I don't know. I'm going to wait to see what they say, you know, what the guns were used, what, how did he do it? If they found any actual fully automatics, of course, that word we're speaking is now. So by the time this comes out, maybe that's already been released. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, we're going to find out. I think in the next couple of days, we're going to find out some more, more things about this. And, um, I mean, hopefully they, they get a hold of, um, but didn't he have like a girlfriend? Yeah. I, I, if I, last I, if I'm not mistaken, um, she may or may have not already like come back to the U S I think I saw something about that. So they're going to question the shit out of her for sure. They're going to throw her in a dark room, like the Batman with the Joker. And they're just going to like grill her. Right. Or, We'll see what she says. I think she's going to play a pivotal part in all this. Or she might not know shit and just be like, I don't know. So Yeah. Um, one of the things that tripped me out, um, I shared, uh, Trev, Trez had, had shared it first, and then I reshared it from his post, was um, that there was this 21-year-old, minutes after the shooting, that she said that there was... Uh, a lady saying, telling people that they were going to die and they were going to get, everybody was going to get killed. I saw that. And and see, this is why I'm saying you got to question everything. You got to, you can't just be like sheep. This is something weird. I mean, unless this girl, um, unless it was some kind of coincidence too, you know, that, um, that some, some lady on acid started tripping out. She took She took an acid trip before a country show. (laughs) (laughs) Like yeah, like um, it would it would definitely be one of the weirdest because coincidences where the lady's like y'all are gonna die and then everybody dies you know like that's that's crazy to think about um, or I mean you know what's fucked up is like they kick her out right they took her they let they let her go 
and then no one ever heard of her again. Like she's she's just you know like a ghost off into the wind. Like that's it. She's gone. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like whoa. Like almost like what if she was like a psychic or something, and she likes country music too, and she went. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? exactly. That was creepy. I saw the interview and I was like, "Damn." That's yeah, creepy. and nobody has talked about that, which is that really bugs me. Somebody addressed it, you know, like what what the hell was that all about? And I think Trez kind of pointed it out too. Like the moment that girl was talking about that, the lady interviewing her was like, "And we're out." <laughs> oh, like, I didn't notice that. I want to fuck around with that. Yeah. Because it's creepy to think, like, some lady saw it come. Maybe she was even part of the group. Who knows? That's the thing, too, is, like, we still don't know what's going on. Or mm-hmm. the motive right now is, like, the biggest thing for everybody. So who knows if he had people there with him. We'll never know, to be honest, at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's only time is going to help out with this, and we'll learn more and more about this. But, uh, yeah, dude, yeah. we'll... Dude, thank you for on a, such a short notice. Um, I think I hit you up while I was starting the pot. I think while I was talking, I was texting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it was like very spontaneous. I was feeling like very heavy in my heart. I felt like I wanted to release the episode, but at the same time, I was like, I just feel like uh, I got to at least address this and then I'll release the next episode. But I just felt like we had to talk about. It. I mean, this is our our, yeah. our, our yeah, hometown. Yeah, definitely the, the right thing to do, and you know, kind of glad you went there. It's very noble of you to do it because you know it's it's a hometown. Everyone here's affected by it. You know, the comedy scene here. Everybody like instantly was checking with each other, making sure everyone's yeah. good. You know, as much as like there's drama in this scene, everybody like instantly was worried about everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you have people like. Um, you know Jason Harris, who who we had on the on the next episode that we're going to put up. Uh, he's been helping people out a lot. Uh, Jocelyn, yeah, Richard Sharp. himself too. Yeah, Richard and Maria. Yeah, uh, a whole bunch of people really are, are stepping up to to help out and, and do the right thing. So I commend all of them personally. Like, yeah, I go hug them. I would, but it's crazy, man. I think um, not only the comedy scene here you know we responded very well but everyone in vegas you know people were like five hour wait times at the blood banks that's that's crazy you know that's like like trucks loads of of blood being handed over so it's a lot of dna see that companies local companies donating donating their time food everything that that you can imagine vegas really stepped up like, yeah as a whole so yeah, i'm really proud to to be part of this town you know i was like damn like everybody instantly one of the funny things my wife said like if this shit would have happened in cuba ain't nothing gonna happen (laughs) no it's true like instantly that same night everybody was like ready to step up and do what they had to do and i'm just glad that in one way or another i was able to help in my own way you know donating here and there and, and uh you know helping people out that needed help but it, it sucks, dude. It really does suck. I think it's going to take a while for Vegas to get over it, mm-hmm. you know? Because the thing is, the news cycle just doesn't stop. It, yeah. Like, uh, it, it can drain you. I had several people that I talked with, like other comedians, they're like, I had to go do comedy or go do something because the news was just morbid. Yeah. They don't stop. 
at all. Yeah, dude, it doesn't stop. They're going to milk it as much as they can um, yeah. to to yeah. get ads out there, and you know this is a, a big story for them. But um, at least what they are sharing that's good is um, sharing uh, the ways you could help. Yeah, I think that's that's a plus. That's a positive. You know, um, I just kind of wish like they weren't so constant. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Maybe I'm being a bitch about it, but you know, it's like you turn on the news and granted that's their job. It's not like they force us to watch it. Right. You can just turn it off. Yeah. You can just turn it off. I, I, I've been uh, trying to stay off of it during the day. And then mm-hmm. if something new, new development comes out, cause it, it gets to a point where it just starts repeating itself. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Same, same thing happened with nine 11. You just start seeing the same thing. They keep showing the, the planes attacking and mm-hmm. I'm so tired of hearing the, the gunshots, you know, like, uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, traumatizing me and, and it sounds very, uh, selfish of me because I wasn't there, but, but, um, I have no idea what they went through, but, um, mm-hmm. just the sounds, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing those videos and seeing yeah. them. Oh, no to sit there and watch videos of people getting shot like, yeah that's gross yeah no no one no one can blame me for that yeah. I don't even, uh, as much as i go on live leak and shit like that this is one of those where it's like yeah no i'm done yeah I yeah i've seen enough of it it's um, i started the episode with uh tom petty uh it's crazy because tom uh yeah you yeah. know man yeah day after and um he had that song i won't back down which i've always felt like it's a song that you kind of like to stand up for your country kind of like um for what you believe in you know mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. whether we'll find out more about this um uh you know psychopath that did this mm-hmm. this song is kind of like uh it, it's kind of like represents in, in my own personal uh thoughts is like <clears throat> you know you can't let this kind of stuff you know like like get in in your way and your freedom yeah you can't let it depress you you can't let it make you feel sad because if anything that's kind of what this dick face wanted right right you can't you can't let that get to you man you really can't yeah fuck that guy Right on, man. Well, this uh, this is very spontaneous. I I didn't know if I was just gonna do twenty minutes or whatever. So, uh, dude, thank you so much for the short notice, man. And um, I'll be uploading the next episode uh, this yeah, week. Yeah, sure. And I'm pretty sure you know, in the next longer one, we'll kind of touch on it again. But this was definitely one of those where we had to do it. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. We just we had to. So I, I try to get a hold of Ian, but uh, I don't think he's available right now. So. Out yeah, he, <laughs> Ian, when we're in the backyard when we found out um we were trying to at this point we didn't know who the hell it was right who who shot who did the shooting and um i was like we're thinking what if it's isis and i'm like what if it's a fucking north korean <laughs> yeah, i'm like what if it's a north korean and ian this is the the first thing he said he's like dude if it was North Korea, dog, I'll fucking enlist, dog. I'll fucking get in the fucking... I'll join the military. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? He, is, he is ready to go. Oh, uh, he doesn't give a fuck, bro. I'll join the military, dude. I don't give a fuck, bro. Bro, I'm, I might be a vegan, bro, but I'll kill me some North Koreans, bro. I'll go get some of that fucking Korean barbecue, bro. If you and me, I'll go fuck. <laughs> 
that's a good impression of that that voice Ian does. That fucking the Boston. Yeah, fucking dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that, man? Is that a fucking North Korean dude? I never seen one of those, man. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Look at those fucking eyes, man. Yeah. <laughs> right on, Berto. Well, uh, hey, man. Um, thank you so much, bro. Uh, we'll we'll just wrap it up right here. And you have a good night. Say hi to yourself for me. I will. I will. Same thing to Lizzie and, and the dogs, dude. And uh, yeah, make sure you uh, plug the the sites and all that. The Vegas Victims Fund and all that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have it right in front of me. Well, but. Um, one of them that I've been plugging a lot uh, is the one Joe Rogan shared. And I'll plug it again right now. It's a uh, type in GoFundMe and look up Steve Sisolak. Um his last name is spelled S I S O L A K, and he's one of uh, Clark Clark County's commissioners. And so it's oh, it's yeah, the Steve Steve Sisolak, the Las Sis- Vegas Victims Fund. Yeah, yeah. If you type those yeah. words in, you could find it immediately. Yeah, they're almost there. It's a ten million dollar goal, and they're at eight point two million. So everybody's yeah. just dumping money, which is yeah. awesome. I mean, I can't say yeah. anything. Everyone has done it. Yeah, man. The, um, all those hospitals bills and all that stuff, man. I mean, uh, and Joe Rogan's going to donate all his money for from his next show in Vegas. He said so. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. There's a lot. There's a lot of goodness um, uh, coming out of people for this uh, horrible act. So, dude, thank you so much, man. I appreciate, it, brother. You have a great night. You too, brother. Love you, bro. For sure, bro. All right, guys. Uh, so that was uh, that was awesome to get a hold of Roberto and so we could talk about all this. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you guys could go to those sites and and, and uh, look up also CNN and type in uh, how to help Las Vegas shooting victims and type in CNN, you'll see the the page. And, and there's more. There's the UMC. Um. Uh. And there's there's a Catholic one too. I I I close out the tab unfortunately. But if you type in ways of helping out Las Vegas and, and make sure if they're not the ones I gave you, um, do a little research behind them so it's not like some kind of scam, some fake person trying to raise money for themselves or something. So careful on that too. Always be careful on uh, uh, when you donate. Always do some research behind it. All right, guys, thank you so much uh, for listening to this episode. You guys uh, have a great rest of the week. And, uh, you know, the the same same shit you hear people say all the time. Oh, love your loved ones. and all, For real, love them, hug them, squeeze them, uh, call them up, spend time. You, you just never know. You never know when's the last day uh, or the last breath you'll take. So, uh Though I'm not religious anymore, I I strongly believe in in spreading love, and, and that's huge. So thank you, guys. Peace.